stand as he comes. Appreciate this wonderful man. Been a dear friend to me for many years now. And I'm thankful for it every day. We love you, Brother Larry. Praise the Lord, church. The Bible said, let everything that hath breath. Come on, take a big breath. And it said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I tell you what, I feel good in my soul today. I'm so glad I'm a part of this great church. How about you? Amen. Praise God. God's got greater things coming our way right here. I believe there'll be a day when you linger out there and don't come on time, you won't get a place to sit. <laughs> I believe that. Sure do. Well, God is so good. I tell you what, He's so good. Well, I'm glad one day too, just a tad over 50 years ago, that the Lord come along, took my hand, amen, turned me around, and put my feet on solid ground. Thank God. It's been a great journey. Hasn't always been, not smiles all the way. Uh, what did Sister Everhart used to say? Hadn't been joy all the way, but joy along the way. That's right, joy along the way. So anyway, it's great to be here today. Amen. I've been praying about this message today. You know what? After preaching 50 years, I still need God just as much right now as I've ever needed Him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you again, Pastor, for allowing me this opportunity. Don't we have a great pastor and his precious wife? Aren't they great? Put your hands together for this great, great leadership in this church. Hallelujah. Great people. I guarantee you they're great people in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to try to get straight to the Word of God today. I think I told you all once before about the five B's in preaching. Say it with me. Be brief, brother. Be brief. <laughs> I've heard preachers, and I hope I'm not guilty, after they preach an hour and a half, they're in closing, and then another hour, they're still preaching, you know. <laughs> That's me. I, I used to be that way. I think I told you, my dad, the preacher, and when he preached, Sister Candy, and you and brother, y'all can remember, you had to bring a sack lunch with you. <laughs> Amen. But he taught me some great things. He told me, as a young preacher, he said, son, he said, always be ready to bring the Word of God. He said, if you go to a church visiting, carry your Bible, have a message to preach, if they ask you to preach, preach. If they don't ask you to preach, then you back the man that is preaching. And I thought that was good advice from my dad. Sure do. Praise the Lord. Let me get these things called glasses. They help my eyes a little bit. I want to turn today, if you would please, with me to the book of St. Mark, the 10th chapter. If you'll stand for the reading of God's Word, I'll... Be as brief as we can here in reading. St. Mark, the 10th chapter, I'll read verses 17 through verse 22. And when he, talking about Jesus, was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him 
and ask him, Good Master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Good question, isn't it? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto Jesus, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, the Bible said, beholding him, he loved him and said unto him, Say it with me. One thing thou lackest. One thing thou lackest. Go thy way. Sell whatever you have. Give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved. For he had great possessions. And I want to speak just a little while today on this thought. The tragedy of the might have been. Say it with me. The tragedy of the might have been. Pray with me now, if you would. Everybody pray for me. Lord Jesus, we thank you today for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. God, we need you today, Lord, as we bring this message forth. Hallelujah. God, I need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I need the anointing of the Holy Ghost today, Jesus. Dear God, let me preach with power and assurance, O oh God. I know, Lord, that you're with me because you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me, but you'd be with me. And I know you are right now. I know you are, dear God. Hallelujah. Now, bless every ear that had ears to hear today. Oh, God, give us strength today. Help us to be rapture-ready above all things. In Jesus' name, church said amen. And you may be seated. The tragedy of the might have been. Mark chapter 10 tells the story of the rich young ruler. And really, in all reality, it's one of the saddest stories in the Bible. Why? Good question. Because it represents two things. The suicide of a soul. Where that soul is both criminal and he's the victim. As the poet Whittier said long, long, long ago, of all sad words of tongue and pen, the saddest are these it might have been. And I thought about this rich young ruler. If there ever been a story where it might have been, and the tragedy that it might have been, he walked away sad. He walked away from Jesus. And I'm afraid there's a lot of people today that are doing the same thing. Such a tragedy. Sad, sad, sad when they walk away from the church, from the truth. Amen. Walk away from the only one that could ever save them. The only one that could ever help them. The only one that could ever heal them. Praise God. His name is Jesus. I'm glad a long time ago, amen, I met, praise God, a Jewish rabbi by the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's been a great, great journey, I guarantee you, since then. Praise God. Listen to me carefully, if you would, today. Church, to be almost saved is to be altogether lost. When you're about halfway in the church, it means that you're just about halfway out of the church also. Let me speak plain in a very sure voice today. The devil is real. Turn your neighbor and say, the devil is real. The devil is real. His very existence, listen to me now, 
is to damn your soul. He wants to lie to you. Amen. He's good at stealing, killing, and destroying. Now let me describe this awful, terrible being to you, if I might, please. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 14. I'm going to turn there right quickly. The book of Isaiah, chapter 14. I can find the book of Isaiah. I know it's in here somewhere. Come on, Isaiah, where are you? (laughs) I know, I got it. Okay. Isaiah chapter 14, let me begin reading in verse 12. And gives us just a little bit of insight about this terrible being called the devil and what happened. Scripture said right here, it said, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be, he said, like the Most High. Yet God's telling him, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man? Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? This is just a little bit trying to describe to you this awful being called the devil. I'm here to tell you, friend, he is like a roaring lion going about who he may devour. Amen. My 50 years of living for God plus, I've had to fight the devil tooth and nail. Amen. There have been times I've walked along and thought I could almost feel him right on my, just right at my steps right here. Every, every, every inch of the way, going down the, the, the path of life, he's right there to discourage me. He's there to put me down. He's trying to tell me, hey, you're not what you ought to be. God doesn't love you, but I got news for you. The devil is alive. God does love me. God does love you. Hallelujah. Amen. I said he does love you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God does love you. He loves you. He loves you. Yes, he does. Praise God. Hallelujah. He left his lofty position as son of the morning, and he was cast out down into the earth. Now, let me go, if I can, to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 14. When God calls the serpent, who evidently stood upright at one time back then, but he lied to Eve. Ask me why. Because the devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. Amen. Father of lies. And in this little illustration of when the devil is talking to Eve and God's speaking to Eve, we have two voices right here. We have what God said and we have what the serpent said. God said, Thou shalt not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The serpent said, do it anyway. Eat of it anyway. It'll make you wise. You'll be like God. But because of the serpent's evil lies, God cursed that serpent and told him, Upon your belly you're going to go, and dust shall be thy meat all the days of thy life. Now listen to this very carefully if you would. Here's something to think about. If dust is the devil's diet, guess what? We're made of dust. We're made of dust. Come on, you are his diet. 
Come on, we're the dust of the, we're made of the dust of the ground, and, and he's dead after us, friend, I'm telling you. Amen. He's, but he feeds on our fears, the devil does. He feeds on our failures. He feeds on our doubts. He feeds on our, amen, discouragement. He feeds on our disobedience. He feeds on our unbelief. He feeds on our unwillingness to walk the straight and the narrow way. Now, after that little bit of preaching, let me go back to the rich young ruler again. He came to Jesus warning and inquiring about how to inherit eternal life. But Jesus went straight to the heart of the problem. And let me say, if I can, this morning, afternoon, whatever it is here, hey, Jesus never lowered the qualifications for eternal life, and he never will. Not today, not tomorrow, nor ever will he ever lower the qualifications for eternal life. But our pastor said this morning, you must be born again. You know what? That's a must. It's a must that is a must because you must be born again. Hallelujah. Thank God I've been born again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I was, I told you this before. My dad was a preacher and, um, I, I, I don't mind telling you, I went out in the way of the world and, uh, I did all the things that the world does and did back then. And, uh, but anyway, my dad would always, he was always trying to get me to come to church, you know, and I always had an excuse. I got a bone in my leg over here. It's just been hurting lately. I don't feel good. My car won't start. I could make up a thousand lies. That's why I couldn't go to the house of God. But finally, one Saturday afternoon, he called me. And I thought, I'm going to get Dad off my back. I'm going to church tonight. So I got my clothes on, went to church. Oh, never forget it, praise God. Saturday night, amen, it happened. Praise God, Pat, preacher preached, Amen. And I, the message was he just about, he could have called my name and everything he was saying. Larry, you did this. Larry, you did that. Larry, you were a sinner. Larry, you, and on and on and on. And finally, though, he gave an altar call. And Brother Ed, I was like you. When I came down to the altar, I wasn't by myself. And saints of God, we need to remember that too, okay? Amen. All at once as I left that altar, I was covered with people all around praying, Oh, God, bless him, Lord. Lord, 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 fill him with the Holy Ghost. Lord, and just on and on and on, they were praying for me. And I felt the power, amen, that they had in my life. Right there, they were saying, God, save Larry, Lord, save him. We don't need to leave people in altars by themselves. Is that all right, Pastor? Amen. Don't leave them in the altar by themselves. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something if I can too. If you want to live forever, long after the sun has burned to a crisp, and long after the moon no longer gives its light, then you and I must surrender our lives to Jesus so He can make us over. Again, by being born again of the water and the Spirit. Let me tell you a little story that I read a long, long time ago. And I'm good about stories because I've been reading them for a long time. Okay. This little story right here said, There's a man who had no legs. He got about on a flat skateboard. 
little skateboard about yes, such and such. He just knelt down that skateboard and he would just kind of, you know, travel along with his hands on the ground, pushing wherever he went. Finally, one night he went to an old-fashioned camp meeting. And after the preacher had preached, he made himself travel all the way down to where the preacher was. He said, Preacher, can God use a half a man? The answer he got was yes, if he is wholly surrendered to God. But no, if he is only half surrendered to God. Are you listening to me? You can't be halfway out of church and be pleasing to God. You can't have plans, amen, to go everywhere else when the house of God is open on Wednesday and on Sunday. We need to be in the house of God. I need to hear what this man of God has got to say. It may be the thing that will help me tomorrow. It may be the thing that will save my soul. We need the word of God, I'm telling you. We need the word of God. We get it right here, brother. We get it. Praise God. You may be seated again. Hallelujah. So, he went down. Can God God use half a man? Yes, if he's fully, wholly committed. But he can't use a half a man if he's only half surrendered to God. Now, one more story. And I love this one right here. I learned this from many, many years ago. It's a story of an old tramp. Brother Barfield, you may be familiar under the bridges and what have you. So an old tramp, a king who had no son wanted one so badly that he sent out his servants to find the young man suitable to be a king's kid. Everybody say king's kid. King's kid. The servant searched and he searched and he searched and he searched and he searched. And finally, when he was just about to give up on his way home, he spotted a man living under a bridge and eating out of garbage cans. So he went to the old tramp and said, Tramp, how would you like to be the son of a king? <laughs> oh, yeah, Tramp said, I'd love to be that. I really would like to be the son of a king. I like that. Well, Tramp, let me tell you something. If you really want to be a king's kid, there's something you must do. Everybody say must do. Tramp, you've got to take a bath. Everybody say take a bath. You gotta take a bath. What a bath? He said, Man, I ain't had a bath in 10 years. I'm against those things. But tramp, if you want to live in the confines of the king's household, you gotta take a bath. I'm talking about being baptized. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. Oh yeah, friend, we gotta take a bath. Hallelujah. Gotta take a bath. If you're here today, you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. Today is your day. Amen. Praise God. There is water right here. Yeah, I can look at that. It's water and it's ready right now. I was baptized too under the old church in that cold, cold. Listen to me, tramp. If you'll be a king's kid, there's some things you've got to do. Take the bath. Because you cannot live in the king's household without being baptized. Hallelujah. I said amen. It's a must because it is a must because we must be baptized. Praise God. Now, number two, tramp. 
you got to change your clothes. Amen. Yeah, Tramp, you got to change those old dirty old garments you got on. You got to change your clothes, Tramp. Amen. Put on the king's apparel. You want to say the king's apparel? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the garment of praise. I'm talking about the robe of righteousness. I'm talking about the garment of salvation. I'm talking about holiness unto the Lord. I'm talking about modesty. Come on, church. Hallelujah. We need to do those things. We've got to do those things. And let me remind you of something. Holiness is just not for ladies. It's for men too. Can the ladies give me a hand clap? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. Am I doing okay, brother? Praise God. Back to the tramp. All right. But the old tramp had to change clothes. And the servant came to get the clothes. And when tramp pulled them off, the servant said, What am I going to do with them? He said, Burn them. <laughs> Burn them up. Get rid of those nasty things. Get rid of those things. <laughs> Praise God. So anyway, another thing. You come to the tramps. The tramps, another thing you got to do. Everyone who lives in the king's household must eat at the king's table. You must eat the word of God. You must digest the word of God. You must live the word of God. You must hear what Pastor Ed preaches to us. Amen. Why? Because he gives us bread every Wednesday and every Sunday. Thank God for that. Give him a good hand clap, would you? Hallelujah. We need to eat the Word of God. Let me tell you where the, where the table is right here. Sometimes we spend more out there at Cracker Barrel. I'm guilty. Sorry. I love Cracker Barrel. Like any old barrel, it's got some good, good cooking in it. Listen, but you're not ashamed of me yet, are you? <laughs> I'm usually not this bad, but I'm trying to behave today, okay? Hallelujah. People, you've got to eat the Word of God. Digest the Word of God. Don't just be a hearer, but a doer of the Word of God. Am I right, everybody? You know what? I, I, let me just tell you. Sometimes pastor can preach, and there'll be a certain amount of people that walks out of this building they could not tell you even the title of the message. And I know we've got a great church here. A great church. You're great people. But always, sometimes we're thinking about, Ooh, did I leave that iron on? Where's my phone at? Oh, Lord, I can't live another day. I've lost my phone. I mean, knows what I'm talking about there. I think if we paid as much attention to where we are in God as where our cell phones are, we'd be a lot stronger in God. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. Give the Lord a good hand clap. Dear God, I want more of you, Jesus. Lord, I want more of your power. I want more of the anointing of God. I want to be a witness, amen, to whoever I come to. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, Tramp, there's something else you need to do. You must be, everybody say faithful. 
and your attendance at the king's house. Never go astray. Turn to your neighbor and say, never go astray. Remember, he died for you that you might have eternal life, like pastor's already said. Now, the tragedy of the rich young ruler is what he could have had. And remember, I told you I was speaking on that subject. That one little subject right here. The tragedy of the might have been. I wondered about, he went away, the Bible said, when Jesus told him the qualifications. Sell what you got, give the poor, take up your cross and follow me. And I can see him now as he was already beginning to turn away. When he said, sell what you've got. He had great possessions. He was saying, I can't do that. Man, I can't do that. I, I've got lots of money. I, I can't do that. And he went away. And we do not have any record ever of him coming back to Jesus and said, Lord, I'm willing to follow you now. How sad. How sad. He could have had eternal life. He asked for it, but wasn't willing to stick around and meet the qualifications for eternal life. Oh, God. And there's people that come to churches that preach the truth and hear the Word of God. And they too go away. They go away. How sad. How sad. When salvation is free to us paid by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. I want to tell you a little story here too. I don't like to tell this one, but I feel like we need to tell it today. The name of this little story is called Two Miles from Hell. There were a bunch of guys around the service station, we'll call it, wherever it might have been. They were yakking back and forth, this group over here and this group. And they, next thing you know, they got to fussing, fighting among themselves. I mean, they really got with They was mad. I'm talking about really mad, mad. And pardon me for using this word. But one of them said, why don't you just go to... Can you use it? It's a real word. He said, why don't you go to hell? And the young man, one of the young men said, I'm fixing to do that right now. He jumped in his car, mad as he could be. Went down the road flying, just I'm talking about an awesome speed, just hard as he could go, mad as he could be. I'm talking about mad, mad, and driving along, driving along. And two miles down the road, there was a sharp curve. And he tried to go in that curve at that awful speed. And when he tried to do that, he ran off the road into a tree and was killed. He was two miles from hell. He was two miles from hell. If you hear right God today, don't leave, my friend, because it may be your two miles down the road somewhere. Don't leave here today, I'm telling you. If you're not right with God, come to this altar. Amen. Repent of your sin. God will forgive you. God will forgive you. I don't care what you've done, what you said, where you've been. God will forgive you. You never know about tomorrow. 
Let me tell one of my other old stories again. Next time, tell me, don't tell all the same old stories, okay? When I was 14 years of age, I'd been riding a lot on motorcycles. And most of you have heard me tell this story before, but I feel led to tell it again. I was loved motorcycles. Oh, I loved it. Brother Jake, I love me. But that particular day, I got on the back of a motorcycle with another friend of mine. We were riding around the little town of Millstead, and we'd ride up one street, and I was hollering to all the girls, Woo! And back then, they'd say, Woo, back, you know. We rode all around Millstead and everything. But remember, my dad had told me, Son, stay off that motorcycle, or you are going to get your leg broke. We rode all around Millstead. Finally, we come to the crossing right there, and I could just see where I live right down there. My aunt lived right here. Two older ladies lived right here I knew very well. As we began to go across the, the crossroads there, the street, somehow or another, the boy I was with, Byron, on the most didn't see the green Plymouth that was heading right down toward us. In just a moment, bam, we were hit. He was thrown over into the yard in soft dirt. He wasn't hurt at all. Maybe a little scratch, maybe. But me and the motorcycle went end over end up in the air. I can still remember it. Amen. Just like I'm walking before you right now. I can still remember going in. I can see that as we, we were going upward this way. What happened? The car had hit and it hit like this. Me and the motorcycle was going backwards up like this, up in the air. And the man who witnessed it says about 30 feet in the air. And while I was up there, listen to me carefully. Everything that I had done wrong in my life came before me. While I was up there in the air, somewhere, somewhere, suspended maybe. But everything I'd done wrong came before me. Everything I'd ever stolen, every curse word I'd said, every disobedience to my dad and mom. On and on. Every rejected altar call. Finally, I hit the ground. And when that car finally stopped, when she came to a stop, my head was exactly one foot in front of her right front wheel. Another foot, and she would run over my head. Wasn't long before they told my dad he was at home then. He'd come running up the street hard as he could go. And I remember turning and looking. And I thought, oh, no. I know what he's going to say. He got down, knelt down on, on the ground right beside me. My, my leg was broken. Bone was punching out. I'm, I'm not sure about broken ribs. A whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I was in bad shape. He came to me and said, son... I told you. <laughs> Here's the bone sticking out. Legs crooked as it can be. Awful. I'm talking about awful. Son, I told you. If you didn't stay off that motorcycle, you're going to get your leg broke. I squalled. Ah! I mean, I cried, bawled. I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I disobeyed you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
That's why I limp today. That's why my leg, this leg here, is about this much shorter than the left one. So if you see me limping when I'm walking, there's a reason why. Everybody say disobedience. I could have been two miles from hell. And you don't know, as we leave this place today, as you go down life's road, the journey, maybe you're going to Cracker Barrel. I think that's probably where we're going, I'm sure. Wherever she wants to go, that's where we go. She always knows that's where I want to go anyway. (laughs) Just remember this. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. If I didn't have God in my life, I would not, I, I would not leave this place today. You could empty out the building. But until I knew, knew that I found God, and God had forgiven me of my sins, I'd stay right there. Hallelujah. Tragedy. Or there might have been. There's been some preachers that I knew. Great had had great ministry. But just somehow or another got discouraged and went away. The tragedy of what might have been. People I've known in church. I've seen them worship the Lord, tears down their eyes, shout all over the church because of some little situation, some little pit. And I don't know what the it is in your pit that would cause you to go astray. Think about that. There's an it in pit. I want to make heaven. I want you to make it too. Would you stand with me? I know I haven't been very long. Maybe I have been. don't know. Maybe I have. I'd like every eye closed, if you would, please. Thank you, Sister Candy. You can sing whatever you want to. Many miles behind me, too many trials are through, too many teardrops help me to remember I've got too much to gain. To lose Oh, too many sunsets Lie behind the mountain Too many rivers My feet have gone through And too many treasures 
are waiting over yonder. I've got too much to gain, to lose. I crossed the hot burning desert. You ever been there? Struggling the right roads to choose. Oh, but somewhere up ahead, thank God, there's clear, cool water and defeat. That's one word I don't use. Come on, sing with me, church. Oh, too many sunsets lie behind the mountain and two new rivers my feet have gone through and two many treasures they're waiting over yonder I've got too much to gain to lose. Amen. Thank you again, church. I thank you for your patience with me today. I hope I've said something. The tragedy that might have been, don't be one of those tragedies that there might have been. Stay in church. Stay in tune with God. And one day, you'll get to walk on streets of gold. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Pastor, God bless you. Thank you again for this. I think the Lord really is trying to get somebody's attention. Last week, Brother Larry, I want you to listen right there. Last week, I had a message ready to preach and of course the Lord moved in a different way we ministered and had a great service but I had the same exact text from the book of Mark the same scriptures the same exact scriptures to open with the title of my message was the tragedy of unrealized love and so maybe it wasn't my time to preach it it was your time let me tell you, the Lord's trying to help people to understand that He loves them. And I'm t- it's going to be a sad, sad day when you realize what might have been. I'm so thankful, so thankful. I'm not better than anybody, but I'll tell you, I am so thankful that when God grabbed a hold of my heart that I listened and I'm not perfect, and I've got to put one foot in front of the other just like every other saint of God every day. But I have no desire to live for this world. I have no desire to miss heaven. So I'm telling you today, if, if you know, hey, I've got to get some things right. I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to make heaven. I've got to change some things. This is your opportunity. I want you to take the hand of somebody beside you. I want you to pray for them. You get a hold of somebody's hand, lift it to heaven, and pray for them this morning. And I want you to pray, Lord, help my brother or sister 
to examine themselves. Sometimes we just got to stand in the gap for one another. Help my brother, my sister today. I don't want to see anybody lost. And Lord, if I can help them some way to get out of the pit, if I can help them some way to take another step toward heaven, Lord, if I can encourage them, if I can restore them, if I can love them, if I can show them compassion, Ooh. I want to help them today. But we want to make heaven God. There ain't nothing worth missing heaven over. There ain't nothing worth missing the Lord over. your way into this altar and pray this morning come on you want to come on and just talk to the Lord a little bit reconnect yourself with him today come and tell him again one more time Lord I still love you I've come too far Lord That's it. Come on, pray. Lift your voice to him. We might not get another opportunity like this. You might not get another chance to lift your hands and lift your voice to him.
want you to find somebody and pray with them for a moment. God's touching people's hearts in this house. You might not get another opportunity. Yeah.
lift our hands across the room. Lift your hands and lift your voice for a moment. Just give high praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. 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 I promise you, you won't regret one moment with God. You make that decision to live for Him. You may have some hard days. You may have some sad days. But you won't ever have days that you regret making the decision to walk with Him. He gives a peace. He does such a work in us. It's indescribable. It's a peace that passes understanding. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And does it do away the what you were thinking about, Brother Larry and Sister Eberhardt would say, it won't be roses all the way, but it'll be roses all along the way. And there'll be times where uh, we'll be smiling through the tears, rejoicing with pain in our bodies and pain in our heart, but knowing that God is, is for us. And if God be for you, if God be for you, who can be against you? Ain't nothing. I'm thankful for him today. How about you? I'm thankful for God touching people in this altar today, and I'm thankful for a great word. Brother Larry, thank you for yes. delivering your heart, yes, yes, yes. ministering to us today. Thank you for being in church. Hey, let's be here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, ready to pray and see God move again. And then Wednesday night, we're going to have Wednesday night revival. We're going to have church on Wednesday night. Invite somebody. Bring somebody to church with you Wednesday night. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Have a blessed day. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you today.